0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ed Eberle. I'd like to welcome everybody to this evening uh, to the program, and i just like to praise the Lord. You know, uh, we have people listening to the programs really around the world here in the United States and all over, and God knows each and every one of you, and he wants to minister to each and every one of you. So I always try to remind the listeners that it's not just a, a volume of people that are online here, But also, each one has a purpose, and God has a word for you tonight. So all you have to do is desire that God will say something to you tonight, will minister to you, and he will do something for you. He'll minister to you, whatever that need might be. The Bible says, it's not by power or might, but by my spirit, says the Lord in Zechariah 4, 6. And it's not maybe necessarily something that I would say, but the spirit of God can move upon you, Uh, Not just through my words, but through his spirit while I'm ministering here. It might be something entirely different from what I'm saying, but be expectant. Expect God to minister to you tonight. Okay, before we go any further, let's ask the Lord to bless this program tonight, all right? Heavenly Father, I just want to praise you and I just want to thank you, Lord. I just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. I thank you for being able to be on the program tonight, ministering your word to the audience here, Father. And I thank you, Father, that You are opening the hearts of each and every one, Father, and, Lord, that you're going to minister to them tonight. I thank you in advance that you are going to minister to them and meet them where they're at, Father. You're going to meet all of us where we're at, Father, because, Lord, we know everything that will be said tonight is what you would have for us, not what I would say. So, Father, I just ask you to speak through my lips, and it won't be me speaking at all, but it will be you. And, Father, for everything that's accomplished, we'll give you all the glory and all the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And he all said, Amen, and Amen, and Amen. Well, praise God. I have a good word for you tonight that the Lord laid upon my heart. And if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn with me to uh, Psalms 107.20. We have a few verses we're going to read here, then we'll get into the subject. Psalms 107.20. It says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. You know, I think of that scripture when I read it. Every time I, I read it, I think that he sent his word, and, of course, the word was Jesus when he came and sent on earth. God the Father sent him to this earth. He sent him on earth. He was and is the word. Now, Jesus went back to heaven after he died upon the cross and paid the price for our salvation. He went back on the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, but he's left us something here, which is his written word. Now, right now... You can consider the word of God, your Bible. He sent his word, that word that you read in the scripture to deliver us and heal us from the things that are trying to destroy us. see, God knew that you and I were going to have problems in this earth. He knew what we were going to go through because Jesus spent three and a half years, uh, well, actually, 33 years on earth, but three and a half years of ministry on the earth right here, and he knew exactly what we'd be confronted with. But he made the answer or the antidote for every problem that we would face in life he gave us the answer or the antidote for so anything that comes against us he made a way out for us and we're going to learn a few of these things tonight okay i want you to turn to luke 8:43 through luke 8:46 and we're going to read a very familiar text right here luke 8:43 through 46 And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude strongly pressed thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody had touched him, for I perceive that virtue is going out of me. Okay, these verses right here, these few verses tell us that there's a lady that had an issue of blood for 12 years in her body. She spent every dime that she had, and she was not only not getting better, but actually getting worse. And she was in a desperate position, I would imagine, close to death. She was very desperate. And she had heard of a man named Jesus who was healing the sick and doing miracles. So she said, in another scripture we didn't read, but I'll just quote it to you in mark or excuse me matthew nine twenty one she said, "If I may just touch his garment, I will be made whole. If I can just touch his garment, I will be made whole. so the thing was she had a major need there, but she said, If I can touch his garment, I'll be made whole now we when we read luke eight forty six Jesus said that somebody touched him and he perceived that virtue went out of him. In other words, the healing power went out of him into her. But what happened between the time that she made the statement, if I could just touch his garment, I would have made whole, and then the place where, in the 46th verse, where Jesus said virtue went out of him. You see, there was desire and expectation. Then the manifestation happened in that verse right there. But we're going to talk about what happened in that period of time Mary. you say. And there's four points, there's four points that we're going to bring out that are really in that timing there with, with this particular portion of scripture here with, with her. There's four things in here that I want to be ministering about tonight It's going to help us to understand this better. Now, the title of the message is called, Who Touched My Clothes? Who Touched My Clothes? Okay, it's all about our touching Jesus. That's really what it's about when it's who touched my clothes. Who touched my clothes? Are you touching his clothes for your needs? Are you touching his clothes for, for the service that you do unto him? Are you touching Jesus in your prayers? Are you touching him? Are you seeing his hand move in and through your life? This is what we wanna, want to make sure of in our lives. Okay? As I said, there's four points that I'd like to bring out tonight to you, and we're going to start out with the first point, which is, uh, with the very first thing. First thing we remember She expected didn't she She said if I can just touch the hem of his garment Just touch his garment I'll be made whole So she had expectation You see She expected She didn't say well I hope if I get near him Or touch him I'll be made whole I hope so No she said if I can touch him I will be made whole I will be made whole you see So let's look back at this lady You know Then there was no Bible there was no Bible. They just went by what they saw with tickler time. Uh, they had the, the Old Testament. They had the Koran. Uh, the excuse me, not the Koran. They had the, the Old Testament scriptures, you know, and, and the scrolls and things. But they didn't have anything other than that or the letters that Paul wrote and different letters were written. But they didn't really have access to most of those things. There was pretty much a, a brand-new thing. It was. It was a brand-new thing. And she just knew him by reputation. But, you know, today we have the Bible itself, and that's the very same thing. That is a complete thing. In other words, we're without excuse when it comes to believing God and expecting from him. If this lady could believe just by what had happened, what she saw there, and be that determined, if I could get to him, i will be made whole, how much more can you and I be determined if we really get into God's word and we read it for what it says? I, I want, want to... Uh, read a couple of scriptures to you it really are the clincher of scriptures that should put you into the place it should put me into the place of expecting just like she did and it's founded in first john five fourteen and 15 it says and this is the confidence that we have in him if we hear anything according to his will he hears us what is the will of god his word, right? His His will is his word. What he says in his word is his will for you and I, amen? It's his will for you to be healed. It's for you. his will for you to prosper, to be healthy, to be fruitful, to have joy, to have peace, not to fear. It's his will for you. It's not if it be his will. his will. You can take that to the bank, you see. So he hears you if you ask anything, pray anything according to his will, right, his word. Okay? The 15th verse says, And if we know that he hears us, well, God's not deaf, is he? We know that he hears what we say, don't we? If we know he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desire of him. We don't hope we get the petitions or maybe we'll get them or uh, are we going to get them? No, there's no wondering about it, you see. We're going to have a mindset like this lady did with the issue of blood. She was determined to get there to him, you see. She knew if she could just, but just touch the the border of his garment, just touch that garment, she'd be made whole. There was no doubt in her mind. You see, she was she was pointed in one direction. You see, her mind was set was set on him. You see, she had a mindset that I'm healed. I get to Jesus. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm I'm whatever I have need of, it's in Jesus. And you see, that's what the Lord wants you and I to have today. About our whole life, not just for physical things or financial things or whatever, but anything in our life, we have to have a mindset of, hey, the Bible says this, God's Word says this, so I have it. I don't hope I get it, but I have it, and that's it. Mark 11, says, the things that you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen? In other words, believe that you got them and you'll have them. Because, you know, when it comes to healing... In Isaiah 53:5, uh, it says, "You are healed." The scripture right there about uh, by by Jesus Christ, you are healed. Okay, First Peter 2:24 in the New Testament says, "We were healed." Our healed was before the cross. You see, price Jesus paid upon the cross for us. But First Peter 2:24 was after the cross and the resurrection. So therefore, it's a past deal jesus is not going to heal you god's not going to heal you in jesus name he will not do that he's already done it he's already healed you you see he's not going to do it so it's not a matter of saying lord heal me but it's a matter of just saying lord i thank you that i'm already healed and i receive it and i make it part of me by faith you see it's in the receiving actually prayer when we are accurate about what the word really teaches us to do it the right way uh, we're actually praying the scripture is what we're doing We're putting the scripture back to him and using healing as example When you have a certain need in your physical body right there Just that one particular scripture is lord I thank you that you healed me 2,000 years ago on the cross and I receive my healing in jesus name It's part of me now. I've got it and I thank you for it, lord. I, I receive it. You know, it, it's like a Buffet when you go into a, a restaurant it's a buffet restaurant uh, if you've ever been to buffet You didn't ask the restaurant owner or the waitress. You didn't say, uh, can I have a piece of that chicken there? No, no, because it was already spread before you. It's there for you to take. If you want it, you could take it. If you didn't want it, you didn't have to take it, but you didn't ask the restaurant owner or the, or the uh, lady or the chef or whoever was there. You didn't say, can I have it? Because they already spread it out for you. It was a buffet that you went to. And when you went to that buffet, it was yours, you see. And that's the way it is with the things of God. Now, God's word is not a buffet in a sense that we choose what we want to do and we lay aside what we don't want to do. But it's a buffet for his promises because those promises are for you and for me, you see. So we don't say do this for him. We receive it because he's already done it. So we have to look at it as something that's been a done deal 2,000 years ago. When we do that, then what's going to happen is we just make it a part of us like Mark eleven twenty four. I have it. I thank you for it. Matter of fact, I mean, I—that's I, the way I live. That's the way my wife lives. You know, about certain things, I, I'm believing for certain things right now. Uh, physical uh, things—I have, I'm, I'm good shape, healthy, and everything. But I have things that come against me. And I'm believing, and I'm standing for a certain thing now. Uh, matter of fact, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, I was walking down the hill the other day, the house, a little hill, and I twisted my leg here, my knee, and just like a, a bruise or something. That didn't break my leg. But it did something here. There was some pain in it. And to make a long story short, uh, my wife laid hands on it this morning, and I just accepted I felt things feeling much better uh, then, and now it's better yet, you see. So it's progressive. It didn't go right away, but it's gone. In fact, when I sat down tonight, I sent this very same thing. I was getting ready for the program tonight. So it, it happened, you see. In other words, don't hit it. I didn't say, heal me, Lord, heal me. Lord, I thank you what you've already done. By Jesus' stripes I'm healed. So as I walk in that thing, when it hurt me, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I'm thank you. I'm healed, Lord. And that's how you receive your healing. You, you accept it as you've already got, it, and You start doing things you couldn't do. You see, that, that's what it's all about. It isn't like saying, well, Lord, I'm waiting for some catechismical thing, and I'm just going to see uh, raindrops come down from heaven, and they're going to touch the part of my body that needs healed, and I'm going to feel goosebumps and everything. No. No, you take your healing. You take it, not because you have to take it from God, but because there's a devil out there trying to say you don't have it and he don't want you to have it, you see. So you have to have that kind of expect- expectation and know so in your heart. You know so in your heart. And as you experience those things, as you stand on those things, you become stronger in your faith. then when things come against you, and I'm not just talking about physical things, anything that comes against you, you can believe God for it. Because you committed the word there, and the word says this. I have this, or I have that, or I can do this, or I can do that, or I am this, or I am that. When it says those things, you accept them. Greater is he that's in you, and he that's in the world. So you see the advantage we had over this lady. She just this was finding out there was was a person, there was a being there that was doing healing. Jesus, the healer. You see, He was the healer at those times, going through. But we have the word down. We know who Jesus really is. We know who we are. We should know who we are. The greater ones within us. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The things that Jesus did, you and I are supposed to do. The things that I do, so shall you do, even greater. In John fourteen twelve, you see, we're, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Now Jesus said, "I did my job two thousand years ago. Now I've showed you what to do. I've anointed you. I've called you. I've given you examples. Now I need you to go out and fulfill the Great Commission. You see, and we're all called to fulfill the Great Commission. We have different parts in the in the uh, filling fulfilling the commission, but yet it's all supernatural of God. You see, to fulfill what Jesus did. So that expectation right there. Consider." Anything that comes against you, any need, like this lady was pinned against the wall. I mean, she was probably just about dead. She was in bad shape 12 years. I can't imagine 12 years and all her money going. It's really (laughs) been a horrible thing. But you see, she was desperate, but she dared to believe God, and God healed her, you see. And today in this world, we see a lot of things going on here. We better be able to use our faith, standing for everything, no matter what it is. We have to believe things and stand and recognize what the Bible says about you and I, we are. What it says we can do, we can do. What it says we can have, we can have. We have to accept that. We have to take that by force. Don't depend on the pastor or somebody else to help you or you do this or you do that. We get people that uh, God directs it as we have need to pray for us from time to time. But We have to learn to take that Bible ourselves and say, Lord, your word says this. So I'm making this a part of my life. I'm believing you. Because, you know, living by faith, Living by faith, you know, it's very simple. I have a very simple definition of living by faith. Living by faith is simply taking the word of God and making it a part of your life. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Make it a part of your life, and that's where things happen. I mean, negativity comes against you, all hell breaks loose, because that's where the battle of faith is. That's where uh, the fight of faith is. That's where the, the battle is attend to making God's word a part of your life and doing what His word says. When you're doing these things, that's when hell breaks loose. That's what the devil hates because you are a dangerous weapon to him. The closer you walk with God, and the more you go forth, and the more results you see, and the more 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 of a threat you are to the devil. That's why he fights you. But recognize, the harder he fights you, the more God's going to do. Because the enemy comes in. Like a, a, a flood, God raises up a standard against him, and you are that standard. God uh, does things sovereignly to uh, come against the enemy and take care of things. But you and I are a standard against the devil because the power in us is we use the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. In his name, in his name, we have authority over the devil. We have the authority over evil works of all sorts. Luke 10:19 and 20, we have the authority You see. We don't ask God to take the devil off of us or, oh, stop the devil from this, stop the devil from that. No, we take authority in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, I command you out. I command you out of my life, out of my body, out of my family, out of everything connected with me in the name of Jesus. Right now, you must go in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. He might flee, he might not flee, no, he has to flee when you speak that word, in faith against him, he has to go, unless he's stronger than Jesus, unless he's stronger than the Father, and I doubt that very seriously. I know you do too. So remember that you are the elephant, he is the mouse. You're not the mouse and he's the elephant. He roars. He roars, but that's all. He, he, he's a phony. He's a fake. The only way he has authority over you is when you allow him and accept the fact that when he goes boo that you, you jump. You don't go boo when he jumps. You just cast him out. Amen? I, I kind of went on a little trip here, but uh, that is part of the expectation because it's showing you how valid it is that you expect from the Lord because you've got all this thing going for you. So, hey, it's coming to me. I expect it. Nothing's going to stop. But the devil's not going to stop it because I'm him, and I cast him out of this thing right here, and he's not going to interrupt it. So, you see, that's all part of this expectation because you're challenged. Okay. Now, there's something about this lady right here that uh, is far beyond just being sick and and, uh, going to Jesus. Another thing on her trip before she was healed, there were obstacles there. Remember, this lady had an issue of blood, and she was considered unclean by Jewish law, and she could have been put to death or something could have happened to her for being out in public because that was against the law. And another thing, there was a humongous crowd. There were many, many people were there. So she was facing a a thing being illegal, being there, plus to get through a crowd. Jesus, I mean, stop and think once there's a person that's famous that people want to get to, and it's illegal for you to be there. You're going out illegally, and then you're trying to go through a crowd. How in the world are you going to get there? A lot of times you wouldn't make it through, you know. you could People kind of push you back or hold you back because they'd be all wanting to get there too. But she pressed her way through, you see, that obstacle. And there's obstacles for you and I as we stand for things. We're challenged, you know, when we stand in faith for uh, uh, various, anything. We stand in faith for the enemy tries to tell you that, hey, you've been a while waiting on this. And it had not happened. God's not going to answer it. Or he'll bring negative things away that seems like what you prayed for, you seem to be going the other direction. Opposite of what you prayed for, it seems like my. Since I prayed, it's only gotten worse instead of better. And you see, the enemy tries little things like that by feelings, by what people say. He'll put wrong thoughts in your mind, all types of things like this to challenge what you are doing. You see, to get you off track, because you're on track when you do what I'm telling you right here, what the Word says, you're on track. But the devil says, "Hey, I got to discourage him. I got to deceive him. I got to send somebody to get him." Off here somehow because if he stays in that track, he's going to get what the, the Bible says. I know that's going to happen. So therefore, I got to stop him. So that's why obstacles come your way. You see, obstacles there, and you have to be willing to get through them. You know, the kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take about it force. It, it's wartime, folks. Is what it is. You know, uh, how many times have you heard? Ministers say it I know I thank God For the ones That are saying it But how many Are telling you That you're really In a war Spiritual warfare And the spiritual Warfare is greater Now than ever Was on this earth Because we're Near the end Right now Jesus is coming soon Uh, The antichrist Is on earth Right now And he's going To be taking charge Very very shortly Because just As soon as we're Raptured out And that's very soon And all the signs That are going on The things that you're Seeing today in the world These are just little Beginnings of what lies ahead This is just a little preview of what's coming Up and people are being conditioned For this you see we're not going to be Here long so we have to recognize That you and I need to be close To the Lord we need to Deal with obstacles that come Our way and recognize it's more important For me to be close to the Lord and believe him Serving him and seeing him work In my life and through my life than anything That I hear because remember This If God is on your side He's leading you, and you have his peace in your heart. Who or what can stop you? If you know you're doing right, yet people are against you and everything seems to be against you, that is enough to keep going because that's where you would say, hey, God is for me, so what can really be against me? What can overtake me? Nothing can do that. You're just looking for the peace. And the approval of God in your heart. That's all you look for. You don't look for any man or any woman's approval in your life. You look for the approval of God and the witness of the Holy Spirit. And when you have that, that's a done deal. You take that to the bank because you can mark it down 100%. As you remain faithful and you go forth, you're going to come out smelling like a rose. That's what's going to happen, folks. Because God leads you into victory. He doesn't lead you into destruction. Okay, the obstacles. We have to recognize the obstacles there. We have to recognize that you and I have to overcome the obstacles. Don't leave the obstacles to overcome you. And how you overcome the obstacles, the biggest thing you can do is never quit. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, that we're not to be weary and well-doing, but we'll wait the due season. If we don't faint. that means we continue on. See the prize or the vision above what you're going through. That's what took Jesus through the uh, cross, you know. He, he, for the joy of it, he counted it all joy because he knew what was ahead, not there was a joy being on that cross and suffering physically and, and spiritually, even everything. He went through really hell. Uh, his Father, Father God, took his eyes off of him for a period there when sin was imputed upon him, our sin. He turned his head away from him for a period of time, and I think that was the worst thing that Jesus experienced. Uh, Jesus would tell you right now, if He was here right now in the sense of speaking to us, I believe He would tell us all the hardest thing for Him wasn't the nails. The hardest thing was when the Father took His eyes off of Him, and because the Father can't look at sin, and He took His eyes off of Jesus for that time when the, our sin was imputed upon Him. So recognize there are obstacles that we're going to face to get to that place where it's going to bring victory. But see. The prize, like he did, the prize of souls, of millions of souls coming back to the Lord, greater than what the negative is that comes against you, the hardships, you see. See that all the more important. Like a, like a lady is uh, specking a baby. She goes through pain, giving that baby, during that time, even periods of time, maybe months month before that, uh, before the birth, and especially during the time of birth, it's very, very painful But when that's considered, what that baby, the baby's coming out, and when the baby comes out, that pain didn't mean a whole lot because of the baby. That just just made it all right, you see. That's the prize, you see. So we have to see the prize is greater than the sacrifice of the pain that we go through. Okay, this lady overcame those obstacles because she didn't allow, she could have died for that, she could have been murdered for it. Really, they could have just killed her in the spot. They could lock her up, whatever they wanted to do. Plus, she couldn't even get to Jesus because there's too many people there. But yet that was an obstacle. But she said, hey, I'm not going to leave this obstacle. Stop me. I'm not afraid of what these people do. I'm not afraid I can't get there. I know if I get there, and I'm going to get there because I'm going to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. I'm going to touch his garment because I know I'll be made well. So you see, she was strong on that. She believed that. She stood on that. She was determined, you see. And that brings up the next point right there. We had expectation and obstacles. Now, perseverance. She persevered because, you know, it took a little while to get there. She didn't just get there in one minute. I, I don't know how long it took, but yet she persevered. In other words, when she was out there, people probably were looking at her, whatever. You know, she was under the expectation they could maybe grab her any minute. And she kept going through. Remember, there's times there that if she going gone through, she might have taken a couple of steps forward and got bumped backward. But yet she persevered till she got to the place of Jesus, you see. We need to persevere and stand because we're not to be weary and well-doing for reaping these season if we don't fight. In Galatians 6, 9, I quoted a few minutes ago. That's, that's the key. A winner never quits and a quitter never wins, you see. That's how the enemy steals. You know, John 10:10 10, 10 says that Jesus came to give us life, give it more abundantly. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, it, but Jesus came to give us his life more abundantly. Okay, stealing is what that reminds me of, because that's how he steals from us, you see. When we don't persevere, we kind of give up midstream with things. We've, we've been on it so long, I just can't go any further. It just doesn't seem to work out. Ah, maybe I better just. Throw it away. Would you realize maybe you threw that away? Maybe just an hour before you would have received it. There's a scripture in Hebrews ten thirty-five and thirty-six. I'm not going to. I'll quote some of it to you. It says, "When you have the things that you prayed for, I'm just going to put it in my my words make it a little bit more simple for you. When you claim things according to the word, don't give up what you prayed for, but hold fast that you'll receive it. You see, don't give up. What you've already stood for Don't give it up Continue going until you receive it Persist Push through until it's yours You see Push through You have to push through You have to push through The perseverance or That's what perseverance is Is pushing through Until the manifestation comes How long do you wait till the manifestation comes You don't quit You see Quitting is, shouldn't be In your v- vocabulary Or my vocabulary We, we can never quit Because when we quit automatically see but you know when you persevere and you receive from god that is, the blessing isn't the greatest thing the fact is that you stood fast and seeing god come through for you is the greatest blessing of it a lot of times more than the blessing itself but the greatest blessing and if you continue to walk that way and do that You grow in grace, and God promotes you to different levels. The Bible says we go from glory to glory, and that's how we go from glory to glory, by exercising our spiritual muscles called faith, by standing and persevering in the word of God no matter what comes against us. We persevere until that becomes a reality, making the word a reality. You know, the Lord's prayer prayed, Jesus prayed, he said, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven well in heaven there's no sickness there's no poverty there's no lack there's no fear there's no misery there's no worry there's no stress there's no fighting there's no killing there's no murdering he wants you he wants me the will of god to be done here and us on this earth as it is in heaven so a lot of people will read that scripture and they'll say, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants his will done on earth as it is in heaven, but they don't bring it down to themselves. Forget about saying the whole world, say, well, everybody, everywhere should should be that way, which is true, but it can't be that way unless it starts out with one, then the next one, and then the next one, you see. It's all done individually by one. Too often we hear things in the Word of God, we apply it to everything and everybody else, but we kind of keep ourselves out of the picture but uh, when we do that, if everybody keeps themselves out of the picture, no, it's never going to be accomplished, the will of God be on earth as it is in heaven, you see. But if I look at that scripture myself and I say, Lord, I want your will done in my life on earth as it is in heaven, and that's claiming his promises and, and living the way the word says, doing what the word says, because when I'm doing that, I'm going to be a vessel for the Lord that I'm going to draw many people to me, and when they come to me i can turn them to jesus you see and be a soul winner you see a greater soul winner people are going to they're going to see that and not just by the words you say to them but the, by the way you live they're going to say hey i want to see how that man lives uh, wow I, I what what's what's his secret or that lady a lady does that oh what's that woman's secret here? i like to be like her wow what what's her secret what what do you do that you can live like that i like some of that you see In other words, they should desire when they see us what we have. We should be exemplifying the fruit of the Holy Spirit. uh, You know,
0: in his word it
1: tells us, you know, Galatians 5, 22, 23, uh, walking in the fruit of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 7 through 11. As we walk in these supernatural areas in our lives, that's what Exemplifies Jesus, because his character Was in the fruit of the spirit, his abilities Were in the gifts of the spirit, and that's How we look like Jesus, you see So we need to recognize That, we need to recognize That uh, as we exemplify Christ in the midst of all obstacles And stand strong Until we receive the promise We're going to be have a great effect On people, you see uh, How we live our lives is so very important How others see us, because we don't want to be a vessel that would cause people to not come to Jesus. We want to be a vessel that causes people to come to Christ, you see. So we must live in the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit in order to be that example, to be overcomers, to show this world, hey, we have something that you need, and they really will want it. If they look at us and they see us acting just like they do, we're not going to have any influence on them. You can say, well, how about coming to church with me, you know, something like that. That doesn't mean anything because that's really, they don't even want a part of it. They say, why should I go? I, I look better than he does or I look better than she does the way I live. But we need to be showing them something. And we can't show them anything outside of being obedient to the, the walking in the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and allowing God to run our lives. You see, to have control by his Holy Spirit, by his word. That's the only way we can do it. You see, it isn't something that you and I, I can just determine I'm going to show myself and my ability because you can't do it. Because it's all supernatural It's not by power and weight, but by my spirit Zechariah 4.6 Jesus said you can't do anything without me Without me you can do nothing So it's all through him you see Through the Holy Spirit Okay So we see we have to expect We see we're going to have obstacles to get through But what are we going to do Are we going to go through those obstacles Or let those obstacles go through us Okay The next thing is perseverance which we covered right there We have to persevere How long should we persevere Till we receive the promise right Till we receive that promise Now uh, I, I want to read another scripture And this is one I quoted to you a little while ago A thing will keep you strong And uh, I've had to do this myself and I, and I recognize this That we all need to do this In Hebrews 12 3 it says Consider him who endured such great contradiction." of sinners against himself lest you will be weary and faint in your mind. In other words, there isn't anybody that had anything more come against him than Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate of, of everything, you see. Nobody went through what he went through to the degree he went through it. And really, why? You'll say, how is that? Well, what he went through paid the price for for the millions and well, I think it was about seven billion people that ever lived. we'll say seven billion for every person that ever lived he paid everything for for their sin debt their their healing everything every sickness every disease everything on this earth he paid the price for when he went to the cross through his blood you see through his blood he paid the price for everything so he had the pressure on him of satan without any control Satan only can go so far with us as as far as God would allow him to go, but there was no limit to what Satan could come against Jesus. In other words, he went against him full reign, you see. But Satan does not have full control on us. God protects us. He does protect us. Okay. Now, the fourth thing and last point here I want to talk about is he touched Jesus. She touched Jesus, rather. Received her healing. Her faith made her whole. Okay, faith. Uh, I've covered this a number of times. I've said this a number of times. It really needs said. It can't be said too many times. But you've heard people say, well, uh, I wish I had the faith to do this or I wish I had the faith to receive that. Uh, They'll make a statement like that. And, you know, they have no faith when they say something like that because they have no faith, and I'll tell you why. The reason they have no faith, because they're looking to faith in their faith. In other words, I don't have the faith to do it. I'm looking at my faith. I don't have any faith in my faith. We're not to have faith in our faith. It's not about our faith in that sense. Our faith is to be in Jesus Himself and only Him. Just like when when uh, Peter healed the crippled man, Peter and John healed the uh, man that was crippled from uh, birth. Uh, they said it was. The name of Jesus and faith in his name it made this man whole So you have faith in Jesus His ability, not your ability His ability His ability ability that does it And I'm believing him to do it And in his name I believe it's done In the name of Jesus I call this man whole In the name of Jesus Rise up and walk Jesus power I have faith in Jesus Jesus makes this man walk In the name of Jesus It's your faith in what Jesus and who Jesus is and what Jesus can do. And Jesus will do it. You believe he will do it. Do You believe that, you see. You have faith in him, and you use his name because he says, come to the Father and ask him anything in my name, and I will do it or he will do it. You see, he'll do it. But it's in Jesus' name, not in your name, not in your wisdom and faith in your name, or you think you have faith. no. No. It's faith in his son, Jesus Christ, who who paid the price and does it and did it. In fact, already did it. Like the old saying, he done did it. He did it already. So you have faith in that, and then you say to the Father, in his name, in the name of Jesus. That's why the name of Jesus is so feared in the world. Have you ever wondered why uh, you can mention uh, any name, any religious organization, any religion, so to speak? Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship, but we use religions. You can mention their leaders, nothing said, but if you ever notice, uh, I've seen it so many times, so many places, they don't want the name of Jesus mentioned. I wonder why that is. If there's nothing to it, they they would mention that just like they would mention any other name, wouldn't they? But that name of Jesus gets them shuddering, doesn't it? That name of Jesus, because there's power in that name. You and I need to receive that. There's power in the name of Jesus. There was power in the name of Jesus. Just like the lady there, she knew there was power in Jesus. If I can just even touch his clothes, I just touch his clothes. This man's wearing here. I'm going to be made whole. You see, everything else failed me, but this man can heal me. You see, now that's faith, isn't it? That's faith, and that's that's what it's all about. But you have to come to that place. You see, and you know, a lot of times uh, I, I've seen people. Unfortunately, I, I, I deal in. Uh, Pakistan, I deal with different places, you know, in, in Kenya, around, and uh, people all over minister to and uh, ministered online and different things and bring messages, and I see people receiving their healing, bang, 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 just like that, just like that, bang, 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 not walking, then they're walking. A uh, little boy had a situation in his ear, and I, and I know this must have happened. But it could be the way I look with the screen, but it looked like his ear was all messed up for his infection that ear, Prayed, and you know, I looked at it later. He had a big smile on his face, which showed it from what he looked like before till then, and it looked like that was cleared up right before your very eyes. And and he does things like that. And these are people a lot of times that they don't know. Uh, they just they've heard just like the this lady, you know, the issue of blood. the fact, that people have come there when hold a meeting, and, and they come for healing, and they didn't know anything. I had the plan of salvation, and and uh, spoke the word, taught through an interpreter a little teaching and everything, and then praying in the prayer of faith, a little ministering right there, bang, 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 they receive it. And to hear a lot of times people have all this noise, I know this and I know that, but don't walk in healing the way they should. They don't walk in deliverance like they should. They have a lot of head knowledge. But we have to come as a child. And, and you know, i, I tell you, uh, as, I, as I observe these things, I see it uh, in other countries and ministers, people like that. Uh, to me, it's like they're little children. I see them as little children, but I see that little child faith working greater than I've ever seen it working in the United States, folks. And that's a fact. And I've heard that from people that have had ministries overseas in countries there. And I've heard a uh, fact, Brother Schambach, years ago. He had a great ministry overseas and around, and he said he liked to stay over there because he said the way people received there, and compared to back here. And and I know there's uh, a lot of people who made a statement like that. We have to come as a little child and make it simple. I mean, I'm teaching you simple tonight. I'm I'm a simple teacher, okay? I teach simple because the Word of God is simple, but it's profound. Jesus taught simple, but it was profound. And you just accept what it is like a little child and just accept it. Don't try to figure it out and say, well, Aunt Nellie didn't receive this or so-and-so didn't receive this. It didn't work. Uh, It didn't work for her. She believed, hey, you can't look at other people's experiences. You can't look at any baggage. You have to just open your eyes like a child, and you never even saw it before. And you just entered into it. And they said the moon is made of green cheese, and you believe it. Well, you're believing the word. You see, you have to have that that childlike faith, that childlike mind, and and that's what does it. You see, in, in taking the Lord's word. You know, the Lord showed me something here. Uh, I don't know when it was a, I've had a number of revelations with God But I won't mention the different ones But I will mention this one When we stand before the Lord I, It's just like he put this in me I can't tell you how, when I, I, I don't know, I just don't know But one thing I know about this It's as real as anything that I've ever said in my life When we face God if We're talking and we talk to him What he will be dealing with us with will be what this word says, the Bible says. He won't be saying something or kind of doing like a lot of people do, trying to maybe water it down a little bit, or it should be this way, it should be that way. He'll say, doesn't my word say, my word says, you see. It's going to be his word. He's going to judge us by his word. Uh, That's why we have to take it seriously. I know the Lord uh, told me, he said, that people don't take his word seriously. We all can take it more seriously, folks. We all fall short in that area. Uh, including myself, I, I, I can't. There's not anybody that takes the word of God serious enough. We all can improve. There's plenty of improvement for all of us, but we have to learn to just take it simply, as He delivers it to us by His Holy Spirit and by His Word. So she touched Jesus. That's how she touched Jesus. Just by what I'm saying tonight, just by what I've said this this, this short time, is how we touch Jesus. You have a pure heart. No unforgiveness in your heart. Get rid of all unforgiveness. No matter who did what to you, you must forgive them. That's not an option. You will not go to heaven if you hold unforgiveness to your body or your life. If you hold unforgiveness at somebody, you won't make the rapture. That's what the Bible says. Mark eleven twenty-five and 26 says, when you stand praying, if you have all to get to anybody, forgive, because if you don't forgive, your father won't forgive you. So, if i don't forgive somebody and i'm living a life of unforgiveness rapture takes place or i leave this earth i mean according to god's word the way i understand unless i'm missing something uh, i don't want i don't want to leave this earth with unforgiveness so i'll put it to you like that i don't think you do either i don't want to wind up taking a chance of losing my salvation so we need to make sure our hearts are right god create me a clean heart renew a right spirit within me it says in psalms fifty one ten. Create me a clean heart renew a right spirit within me. A clean heart and a right spirit. So my heart must be clean, my attitude must be right, and I must maintain that. And see that's the key to the maintaining these things. But I'll tell you folks, if you have a pure heart with no unforgiveness, and it says if you wait with patience, James one four says, Let patience have her perfect work. That's being patient to the the promise comes your way, you see. Not everything happens immediately. Healing doesn't happen all the time, miraculously. I, I see that happen a lot of times, miracles. I do. I could name all kinds of miracles. to you. I, I've seen a lot of miracles. I could write a book on miracles. I wrote a book. I have a chapter on but I could write all kinds of miracles. See them all the time. But I'll say this to you. There's a the thing of patience that we wait for the promise to manifest. And the Bible says... If we learn to let patience have her perfect, we'll lack nothing. That means you and I will lack nothing in this life if we learn to have a pure heart, how to use our faith, and then by patience stand that we receive the promise. There's nothing we can't have, you see. So that's the key to faith. Faith and patience are twins. They're twin sisters. Faith and patience. Faith without patience, you're not going to go very far unless it's miraculous. If anything, it takes a little time. If you don't have patience, you're going to lose it. The devil will steal it from you, but we have to have patience with that, you see. So these are all ways that we touch Jesus Christ. These are all things that we touch Jesus with. We touch him by these areas, you see. The Bible, another thing in in closing, I want to say this. As you read the promises of God and what it says, read the condition. You must give to receive, right? In other words, given this will be given unto you, you see. What you sow, God will multiply back. So if I sow zero, I get zero back, right? So recognize what you put forth. You, we reap what we sow. Only God gives harvest, you see. So make sure you're sowing good seed. But recognize you've got to be sowing seed, you see, good seed. And recognize that what you do as you go forth in all that you do, uh, simply... Go forth, do what God has you do. Be led by the Holy Spirit, and things come against you, which they do and will. When they come against you, use the Bible, God's Word. Receive it by faith, consider it a done deal, and go about your way. Really, when at all possible, because uh, I know people now are going through some perilous times. I have a lot of friends that are going through some perilous times. And, Uh, Talk to they call for prayer and help And things like that minister to people So many and I'm Frankly really tired of seeing people Being hurt I mean I've been hurt Myself my wife we've all Experienced hurts and things and it's time We break through these things folks And I'm giving you the answer of Breaking through tonight how you break through? These are things that my wife and I practice and we see him working we see him working better and better we're increasing in it and it's something is you don't just go from zero to 100 right away you increase in it but god is increasing all of us you see we're we're gonna we're getting ready for the greatest revival that was ever on this earth greater than even when jesus was here that was the first rain this is the latter rain jesus said this rain is the latter rain the greater rain you see we're going to do greater things in jesus Greater individual things. no, that doesn't mean that. That means over a greater area because he was a one man in one area. He couldn't be two places at once.
0: He was in a human
1: body like us when he was in that body state. But now we're all many bodies you see therefore we can do greater things in greater areas right there and that's what god wants to do he wants to use you he wants to use me he wants to use everybody and that isn't just people in ministry matter of fact i believe right now and i've heard other other ministers say it and i really believe it's the truth that i've felt myself the greatest ministry is going to be done in these last days is going to be through what you would call laymen or laywomen women. They're not in the fivefold ministry, like a prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist, you know, this type of thing. They're not ordained ministers. It's going to be somebody that works maybe in a machine shop, maybe works at a restaurant, uh, maybe works at a uh, store, some kind of a store. It doesn't matter. A businessman, it doesn't matter what they do, but there's going to be somebody that's maybe not connected to being a professional, we'll say, minister in a sense of the fivefold, because... I'll tell you why, too. It really makes a lot of sense because a lot of times when people have heard of certain ministers that are by name very famous to hear things happen, unfortunately they try to attribute what's happened to that minister, and, hey, that's giving that minister glory instead of God, and that's, that's wrong. There's too much of that. But when you see the little girl that works in uh, McDonald's being used to raise the dead, to heal the sick, Casting out devils to do great miracles. You see her doing. You're gonna say, who is she? She's just that little girl who works at the store. Oh my, she's not a minister. She don't do that. And they're gonna pay more attention. You say, because it, they're gonna see people, any average people, main just regular people doing irregular things, supernatural things, natural people doing supernatural things. But we're all natural people. I don't care a famous person or not so famous person or a lay person. You see, it makes no difference. Because whosoever will do the word of God sees the results from it. That's what the Bible says. Whosoever will shall do this. You ever read that in the scripture? Whosoever will. Whosoever will. He didn't say, well, evangelist, you do this. Prophet, uh, you'll do this. It'll work for you. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They. Whosoever will. There's a place where it says whosoever will. So if you dare to take the scripture and make it a part of your life, when you do that, you're proving the scriptures to you, and you're going to see the hand of God work through you and in these scriptures, and it's going to develop your faith. But you've got to work the Bible, the Word of God. You have to take the scripture and use your faith in it. It might be a small thing at first, but that you will say that, hey, I pray for this, I believe this, I claim this, I claim what the Word said made a part of me. Hey, it's working now. So, God, hey, God, you did that. Wow, you see. And that, that's, that's how we do. But we have to work the scriptures in our life, use the scriptures. Don't don't worry and be fearful about things, but go to God when you have needs. Needs hits you. You've got to seek the face of God. You have to claim His word. You have to stand in that word. That's what it's all about. And this day especially, because we're living a day that <laughs> you better head and depend on the government. I don't care who's the president, Trump or, or who's the president. It doesn't matter because they're not God. They're not God. They aren't going to provide nothing for you. Man. In fact, the Bible says in Psalms 118.8 it said it's better to trust the Lord and put your confidence in man. Uh, when we talk about politics, I'm not going to get into politics, but you vote the Bible when you voted. You better have voted the Bible. What platform does the candidate and the party stand for? If it's Bible, you then you vote for it. If it's not Bible, then you don't go for it. So we don't vote party. We vote Bible principles. Anytime Or any time you have anybody do anything or point anybody to do anything, it should be according to their principles. Are their principles biblical or are they unbiblical, you see? So always go by the biblical principles, always. Never failing biblical principles. We don't live by people. We don't live by party, but we're to live by godly principles. That's it. That's non-negotiable. That's non-negotiable. Okay, tonight I'm going to have a uh, word of prayer before we close now. And I'm going to pray that each and every one of you, as you listen to this message tonight, you can listen to it again on the On Demand section a few minutes after after it's over with here. They'll, 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 They'll put it on after the time runs out a few minutes later. And if this spoke to your heart tonight, I want you to, do what God is really telling you in your heart now, what you have need of, what's what, with you. And if you don't know the scripture, you check or find it out where it's at. Search the scripture that pertains to what you're going through and start exercising your faith and what you have need of that God can reveal himself to you through you using the scripture in your life because God wants to be real to you because God is a real God. Prove God real in your life, and that's how you do it. By His Word, it's by your by your spirit, man, man, not by your feelings, thoughts, or something like that. But it's by applying that Word within your heart, and you'll know. Like I call it, your knower. You'll know that you know that you know. You say, "You." There's some things I'm sure many of you can say that you knew that you knew that you knew various things in your life. Just I just know it. I just know it. We well, see that's what we're talking about. Something you just know it. It's, there's no doubt about it In other words, that in stone, you see Something that's that sure in your life That's how sure God wants to be to you That you know, that you know, that you know, that you know Like Paul said, I'm fully persuaded Come to the place of being fully persuaded Just like I the garment, I touched that garment, I am well And she did, and she was, right? Amen Okay, we're going to have a word of prayer And then we're going to sign off for the night Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we ministered your word tonight, I thank you for the words that you gave me. I know they're not my words, but they're your words. What I was going to do, Father, what I was going to say, but, Lord, we said we wanted you to take over, which we always want you to take over the words, nothing that I would do, because what I would do would come to nothing. So, Father, I thank you tonight for the words that you brought forth. And I would just pray that the listeners tonight that are listening now or if they look at it in the, or listen to it in the on-demand section, that they will make this word a part of their lives and you will make yourself real to them now, Father. Ooh, who I to make yourself real to these people, Father. I, I speak those that are lost to come to Jesus, to turn your heart over to him now and ask his forgiveness to come in your heart and to save you just to take over your life, and those that are sick right now, I take authority over sickness and disease, and I command sickness and reverse every curse. I bind and cast out every curse and reverse that curse out of their being right now, all pain and suffering, disease, I just command it out in the name of Jesus, all satanic activity and houses and families and bodies and lives i command it to go in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lord and you said your word will not come back void but it will go forth and do the intended purpose so father i just pray that in the name of jesus and declare that in isaiah 55:11, according to your word as this word goes over the airline it has went over the airlines and continues to go over the airlines it will go forth and bring forth Yes, all habits are broken, drug habits, any pornography, any, any, any bondage, all bondage. Pedophile, pedophilism, I command that that sin, gone in the name of Jesus, that evil, that evil, gone. That spirit, gone, that spirit, perversion, all perversion spirits, all spirits that are evil. I just command them out of these people right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, set them free. Set them free from all bondage, Father. Set them free from all bondage. Make them whole, Father. Oh, just show them your glory, Father. Show them your glory and your love, Father, right now. Show them your love and your glory. There's only you can do, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, there's a sweep of the Holy Spirit right now. The Holy Spirit is moving. is moving through these airlines right now. He's moving. So just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Just allow him. Allow him to minister to you. He's touching you right where you're at. I can see it. I can see it. It's just going through all over. It's just going through. Whosoever receives it will receive of it. So receive that. Just allow the Lord to minister to you. Allow the Lord to minister to you right now. He's released it. He just released that a minute ago. I felt it like a minute ago. This—it's so peaceful. So peaceful. Just drink of that Spirit. Drink of that Spirit now. Okay, I'm going to sign off now because this is the Holy Spirit's moving here, and I—I I believe I need to sign off. And just allow you and the Lord to. Let him do with you what he wants to do, okay? God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you in two weeks. We'll hear you in two weeks here. I'll be back in two weeks. Love you all now.